We welcome all our listeners to Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, and today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series with his study on the life of the Israelite judge, Samson. So let's join Pastor Greg as he begins his teaching. We left off last week uh, in Judges chapter 14. We had finished reading up above in chapter 13, verse 24. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mehanadan between Zorah and Eshtaol. The Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. And what we're going to read here in chapter 14, we'll see how the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Samson with great power and human strength, supernatural strength, to be able to start delivering the Israelites from the Philistines. The human frailties of the judges, remember the last of the judges mentioned in the book of Judges is Samson. The human frailties of the judges is seen most clearly in Samson, who in spite of the Nazarite position, and we studied last time, the Nazarite vow that he's under from, from the womb. Despite this position and God's calling and God's special anointing upon him, how he indulges his own sensual appetite, how often Samson is irresponsible with the blessing God has placed on him, and how he lacks the genuine consecration of the heart. And you have here this paradox of this man so mightily anointed by the Holy Spirit to do great works of physical strength, to deliver the people Israel, and the character of Samson that given this high calling, not only is he a judge, but he's a Nazarite, he falls short in character of what God would have for him, and the result is sadness in his life. God will be true to his word. He will begin Israel's deliverance from the Philistines with Samson. But Samson himself will pay a hefty price for that lack of consecration. In many ways, Samson is a product of his age. This is a dark period in Israel's history. But we've seen last time with his parents how Manoah and his wife both gave evidence of true faith in the Lord. Manoah wants to bring the son up the right way. They believe God when the angel of the Lord tells them they'll have a son. And they want to do what's right. They want to bring him up as a Nazarite from birth. So his parents' faith is displayed even in this dark period of time for Israel. And the Lord chooses them to bring Samson into the world. And as a Nazarite, and as a judge, as a judge, he was to be a deliverer of his people. And as a Nazarite, he was to serve as an example. Remember, a Nazarite was set apart, was different than the others. He was to be an example to Israel of commitment and consecration to God. And unfortunately, most of his life, he fell far short of the mark. And we'll notice as we read the high calling. 
So much meant for Samson. And then we'll see the response to the call, the worldliness of Samson. And the result is, though God gives victory in the end, you have a sad and squandered life in this man. Yet God will use Samson's sin. He will even use Samson's sin to bring down Israel's enemies. The very things that are wrong in the character of Samson, God can even use them. And you see, ultimately, God's will will be done. God will accomplish his will for his people Israel. But it can go the easy way or it can go the hard way. We can do the will of God his way and the Lord can use us to still bring about his will, but if we don't do it the easy way, it becomes a very hard road. Blessed is the man who was fully consecrated to God in his heart because things can go a lot easier in the will of the Lord. But sad is the man who believes yet fights God each step of the way. Samson believes in God, and yet it's as though he's fighting God, who keeps one foot in the Lord and one foot in the world, who doesn't do God's will, God's way. That person oftentimes has a very sad and lonely ending. It starts early. This character problem starts early in Samson's life, as soon as he becomes of age. Let's read chapter 14. I'll read it verse 1. Now, Samson went down to Timnah. Timnah is a city that was allotted to the tribe of Dan. And he saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Or literally, she is right in my eyes. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord, that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Remember that it's been 40 years that the Lord has delivered the Israelites into the hands of the Philistines. A good subtopic to this section could be the difficulty in raising Christian children. And you see here with Manoah and his wife, when Samson sees this pagan woman, this Philistine, and she's right in his eyes, uh, she's the one that pleases him, and he tells the father to get her, Manoah and the wife are trying to help him to do what's right in the sight of the Lord. They know the law. They know what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1, when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, verse 2, and when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them, verse 3, nor shall you make marriages with them, 
You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son, for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 12, Take heed for yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare, but you shall destroy their altars, break down their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. Verse 14, For you shall worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with their gods, and make sacrifice to their gods. And one of them invites you when you eat of his sacrifice. And you take of his daughters for your sons, and his daughters play the harlot with their gods, and make your sons play the harlot with their gods. So it was very clear from the law of Moses they were not to intermarry with the people of Canaan because of the abominations that actually gave them right in the land of Canaan because God was expelling these groups from the land since they had gone so far away from him. Don't marry them. Don't intermarry. Don't give your sons to them. Don't take their daughters for your sons. And yet here Samson, a Nazarite, a consecrated man, desires this pagan woman. And his, his parents try to persuade him. You see that, that Samson is quite bold with his parents. He wants this woman. Get this woman for me. And his parents really don't have much place in moving him in his boldness. And yet it tells us that his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines for at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. That God was going to use this. God was going to use even this non-consecrated nature of this Nazarite to bring about victory. This was of the Lord. Get her for me as a wife, he insists over his parents' objection. It says in verse 5, So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. But he did not tell his father or his mother, what he had done. And you see the great strength, the supernatural strength, that he could just tear apart this lion because he has been consecrated from the womb as a Nazarite. And even as we see that, though Samson has, is not as faithful as he should be to the Lord, God is faithful to Samson even when Samson is sinning because of the dedication of the parents because of the call on his life. And it teaches us a little information about authority, how the Lord works, how when we're faithless, he's faithful to a point. There will come a point in Samson's life when it's too much. But God has anointed him now. He's able to tear this lion apart. He kills him with his bare hands. And though he has this great strength, he lacks the inner fortitude. Then he went down and he talked with the woman 
and she pleased Samson well. She looked good to him. She pleased them. How sometimes a person can have great strength, great boldness. We're going to see that Samson can be a brash kind of fellow, a strong-willed type of man. You see how he spoke to his parents, and we'll see how he addresses the Philistines. But even for all the outward boldness and brashness and all the outward strength that God has blessed him with, many times someone can have all that and still be weak in the things of God and can be weak in character. And it's going to be the weakness of Samson, his weakness especially for women, and it starts here, that will bring him down. And all the outward strength will mean nothing if there's no strength of character. As far as his own life, it'll bring deliverance for Israel. As far as his own life, it means sadness for him. We rejoice that you could join us for the program today and hope that it was a blessing to you. We here at Shir Jashub love to receive your notes of encouragement or if you feel led of the Lord to financially support the Bible study outreach of our church. Please send all correspondence and donations to Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Also, if you will be in the area, please join us for Sunday service. Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jeshub.